Welcome back, guys, to another episode of On the GO. Today, we have another special great guest. And today, I'm here to bless y'all with this guest. This man is a jack of all trades. This man knows how to do everything. Like, there's no talent that this man cannot do. He's also very good looking, a popping streamer. I want to introduce to you guys one of my close homeboys that I've gotten to know through Twitch, Brian. Uh, Huin, aka the Brian XD, was good, brother. Thanks for joining today. Yes, sir, bro. Thank you for that introduction. Introduction. You're about to make me blush, man. Come on now. Nah, Come on now. Dude. Is this is this is this two minutes into the to the pod, man? Nah, but dude. Yeah, but thanks for having me, man. Nah, thanks dude. For me. I appreciate you actually coming on, dude. I actually really wanted to bring you on, and then the fact that you were like asking me, like, "Yo, have you on the pod?" I'm like, "Yo, bet." Mm. I'm like. Yo, let's just set a time and get this going. So I was like really excited no matter what. Oh, easily, bro. Uh, like when I saw that you were hosting the podcast, I was like, man, I wish like Ernie has to ask me, man, come on. Like I'm trying to get on this pod. And so I kind of just like gave you a little hint, you know, I was like, Ernie, come on, man. No, dude, But I, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. I had you. I had you in my mind. It was just like a matter of time of like fitting you when. But uh, kind of like getting right into it, you know, 2020, a year where. You know, we all experienced massive change, and uh, I think it was a pretty bad year for all of us overall. Uh, you know, we have starting a death of Kobe, and then mm -hmm. we have, like, uh, the whole BLM movement, obviously the pandemic. Uh, what's, like, one of the biggest things that you took away from 2020 personally that's, like, good or bad that you've, like, learned throughout that time? Yeah, yeah. So uh, 2020 was honestly a fucking terrible year, man. Like to, to be completely honest. No cap. Um, just to start off, yeah, terrible year. Uh, just to start off with the whole like pandemic that's hit our lives for the last year and a half, um, and then also with the social injustice happening to the black community, mm. and then also the social injustice happening to the Asian community now. Um, I think some some things that have really enlightened me the last like this last year was just like how many like ignorant and and racist people that there are in the world. Um, but I'm glad that we're really being able to like show some awareness of the social injustices that are happening. And so that's one solid thing, but also like on a more personal note, I think the pandemic has low key, like blessed a lot of our lives in a way that people wouldn't really think mm -hmm. because it's opened a lot of opportunities, opened a lot of doors, especially for me that I wouldn't have been able to take, or I wouldn't have even thought of taking, um, before the, bef uh, before the pandemic. Yeah. Like. What, what do you mean by um, stuff that, like, opportunities that you would yeah. have taken? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, um, so just a little bit about myself is that, like, before the pandemic, um, I was working my my little cushy uh, nine-to-five uh, financial analyst job, and I was in, I was comfortable, you know, I was, I was, I was, I was making decent money, um, but then I didn't quite, like, realize it until the pandemic, because at the start of the pandemic, I, like, unfortunately lost my job, mm. um, and so that kind of really opened my eyes, like, hey, is this, is this something that I really want to be doing for the rest of my life? Um, or like, do I want to be pursuing um, more things I'm passionate about rather than pursuing like money, like for example. And so it's kind of a blessing in, in, in disguise, right? Like, like when I tell people, Hey, like, I'm happy that I got fired from my job, right? They're like, what the fuck? This guy's kind of fucking crazy. Um, but it, it ended up working out. I, uh, I got another job that I love. Um, and then also it opened up the path to more like content creation. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm, I'm definitely having a lot of fun with it and I definitely wouldn't have taken it, um, before the pandemic started. Yeah, I feel you. And like, when you like going back to like, when you're talking about the social injustices, I think mm -hmm. the pandemic really highlighted like people 
and their like hatred for like other races because like all yeah. we're doing is we're sitting our asses at home all day and so it's like we're not necessarily like going out like interacting with friends or anything like that because we don't want to like catch covid and we don't know how like strong this virus is or or anything like yeah. that and it's like because people have a, that time to themselves it's like it's really sad because i think it's like what people have to understand is more so it's not about white versus black or white versus asian or black versus asian it's like the human race versus hatred yeah and i don't think like that's that it's like because of so many ignorant people and people who are just like very selfish in my opinion with their own beliefs that it's gotten to a point where it's like this magnitude mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's it's tough it's tough it's definitely like I know, like, in my um, own personal experiences, especially with my family, um, it's it's tough to even say this. Like, my family, it has a little bit of, like, racism, too. Yeah, yeah and it's it's, sure. it's hard to have these conversations with them that it's not, it's not, like, Asian versus Blacks. It's not Blacks versus Whites. It's, it's really just being able to team up as a minority and to be able to really work together and fight against these social injustices. And so I think that conversation is, um, I think, everyone needs to have that kind of conversation to be able to understand the weight of what's happening around us. Uh, but it's definitely tough. There's a lot of people that are just ignorant. Uh, a lot of people that are just like kind of stuck in their ways and they're like, Oh, Hey, like, this is how it's always been. Like, why do you need to change? But people really need to kind of step up and realize that there needs to be change. Yeah. And I think like the sad thing is too, is like, you also, I think like what a lot of people are doing this now is like a lot for clout as well. Mm -hmm. so like obviously with the recent attacks on asian hate crimes you know there are people who who are always been like speaking about speaking up on injustices especially like when blm started but there are a lot of asian people that i know personally and i'm not even talking about older people like people my age or even younger mm -hmm. when blm was going on like they weren't doing anything they were like standing pat and then all of a sudden when asian attacks are coming up Obviously, they're going to speak up on it because it directly affects them. But it was more like they were having that mentality like, oh, this directly affects me, so I should care. But when mm -hmm. BLM was going on, like, oh, it didn't affect me, so, like, why should I care about that? And I think, like, now it's, like, where people are starting. I think, like, for me personally is where I'm, like, understanding the magnitude of BLM now where it's, like, if they don't respect black people as equals in the U.S., how, how are we supposed to get respect as, like, Asians within America? Mm-hmm yeah it's it's kind of a it's kind of like a double-edged sword right i yeah. know that um even even like a lot of people posting on instagram and posting on twitter um a lot of people like might say that this is like a trend and people are just hopping on the trend um uh, but i really think it's just kind of like the bare minimum yeah of what for sure doing um but yeah i think that even even pushing it towards their own social media and using like their own platform like even if they're just reposting it to be posted right um, it does have an impact on others. Like, for example, when I'm going on Instagram, I'm seeing like a, like a shit ton of um, re, uh, re, reposts on these social injustices. It's really like having me reflect on um, like what I should be doing, um, like what I should be doing for my platform and what conversations I, I, I need to be having. Um, and so, yeah, it, it definitely is a double edged sword in terms of like they might not be doing anything, but they're just doing the bare minimum. But I think like even the bare minimum that they're doing is having an impact on others. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I just, yeah, it's, 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 it's tough. Yeah. Uh, kind of seeing your background here. I see you mm. got Seattle Mariners and Seattle Seahawks jerseys. Yes, sir. Representing Seattle. I see. 
So, uh, yes, sir. upcoming season for the NFL. How are your Seahawks looking, dude? Oh man, we you you you're hitting me with the tough questions, huh? So, I like our I like our signings that we had for our D line. D line looks fucking solid. Uh, we had to get rid of um, uh, Jaron Reed. That that whole situation was unfortunate. I don't know what happened too much with that. Definitely playoff bound. I I think I'm definitely gonna throw a hundred or two hundred dollars into into Vegas for us being champions. But we just need to be able to, like Russ needs to get some protection, but Russ also needs to throw the fucking ball a little faster. You know. I don't know. I think if I'm gonna be honest with you though, I mean Russ ain't happy in Seattle right now. It's not looking too good. Cause like uh, I, I'll be honest, like I I root for the Seahawks honestly. Like I do like um DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett's a solid. Um, they're like solid receivers, and then Bobby Wagner is probably one of the best middle linebackers of like all time. Probably I'm not sure if he's the best of mm. all time, but he's definitely up there. And then Jamal Adams was a great pickup last season, but I don't know. Besides Jamal Adams and Bobby Wagner. Like who? Who else? Who else really on the defense is like necessarily noteworthy? Yeah, it's. I think I, I think they're gonna be able to get it done, especially with Pete Carroll being such a defensive head coach. I think he's he, he's definitely able to turn um, talent into solid defenders, and then the upgrades to the D line is definitely gonna be solid. But I think with the whole Russ being like upset, I think that it was kind of just posturing. To be completely honest with you. Uh, because over the last couple of years, like Russ, like has always been like, like upset really. But then this is the first year where he's really pushed for getting more talent. Um, but I think with the signing of Lockett and then being able to, I, I, I forgot who we signed at tackle, but we signed, we signed someone else to tackle. Um, uh, but I think it's definitely going to be solid, man. I have, I have high expectations. I, I told you, man, I'm putting $200 at least into, into my Hawks winning. Dude, I had them. I had them like in the NFC Championship last year no, so with, uh, with the, against the Bucks, and then they they get bounced in the first round against the Rams. I was like, dude, the Rams, like, dude, Jared Goff is like maybe above average at best. Yeah, we don't talk about that, man. Jared Goff had like like nine working fingers, and and they still won. Oh yeah, so. that's right. He had a broken finger in that playoff game. <sighs> Yeah, that's 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 tough, man. You're 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 hitting it. Yeah, you're 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 hitting you're hitting me in a place I don't want you hitting me, Ernie. Come on now. <laughs> I mean, y'all need to fix that O line too. Russ be scrambling for his damn life for real. Yeah, but it's I feel like it's not just on like like yeah, Russ is doing a lot, right? But yeah, um, we did sign a uh, as Mike says in the chat. Yo, shout out Micah. We did sign Gabe Johnson, so that should help us out with our O line problems. But if you look at a, 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 the majority of the times he's scrambling or the majority of the times he gets sacked, he's holding the ball way too long, you that's know? True. And that's not that's not a problem of really the O-line, but I think Russ is, needs to get a little bit better decision-making. Mm. And so it's it's going to be interesting to see. It, but I think our line has definitely improved, and so he's going to have a lot more opportunities to find the open receiver. Yeah, and I know it's been years now since this happened, but I'm a Patriots fan, so I have to bring it up. How do you feel about the Seahawks not running at the one yard line? Uh, next question. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. So, uh, can, uh, can we get the next question? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, let's get right into it. Um, so, for mm. those of the people that, are, that will be watching this on like YouTube or 
listening it to onto like other platforms um could you just give like a little brief introduction as to who you are so they can get a better uh, understanding as to uh what you do and uh we can start diving right into it you know all right yes sir all right for those of you that don't know me my name is brian the Brian xd huin i am a financial analyst by day um most people don't really need to know that but i am a aspiring twitch streamer um and also an aspiring only fans creator uh, but pretty much a little bit about me, um, especially on the content creation side, is that I love to stream just games I grew up with, so especially like Pokemon. Um, heavy into Pokemon, even though a lot of people are doubting my ability to play Pokemon. Um, <laughs> also uh, been more into Valorant. I do host Valorant streams um, pretty regularly in the, the Valorant tournaments. Uh, I'll probably talk a bit more, more, more about that later. Yeah, but something sure. that I've really wanted to change for the 2021 is worry more about like self-improvement and to be always progressing and so i chose to pick up a different skill every month um as ernie um has blessed upon his community and blessed upon my community with our new song down bad um and just been uh more improving myself even if it's more like on like the comical side the more on the content creation side um definitely working towards new skills every month has definitely made me a lot happier yeah yeah because i was gonna ask you um what this was the new skill thing was initially for 2021 like when you started thinking about it. like you thought about it obviously last year in 2020 mm -hmm. but then like 2021 was when you actually really put into action is what you're saying essentially right yeah it it first started off as a um my my, my 100 follower special and it actually started off as me doing a backflip and so like i kind of um i kind of pussied out to be honest but um it, it so i had um my community vote on which one to do and then it was a tie between um, backflip and rapping. And I was like, fuck, man. Like, I'm not trying to rap or, or I'm not trying to do a backflip on stream. And so I started off doing the rap. And I was like, damn, like, this is a lot of fun. Like, even though I suck, like, I suck ass at this. Like, this is a lot of fun. Um, and so it just kind of dove deeper into, like, like kind of that self-improvement message I wanted to uh, say earlier. Um, and kind of dove a little deeper into singing. Uh, a little bit about in, 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 in a painting. Uh, but, yeah. So it's like more so like you trying to keep your community like interactive and it's like a consistent once a week thing where, you know, you let them know like, hey, this month we're doing this. And then like every Saturday is like what we know. And, you know, you say you're bad at rapping, honestly speaking, for someone that actually just started, it's yeah. like maybe like in terms of lyricism, it might not be like as good as you think it is. But I think personally, like it's really catchy. So like mm. when Down Bad, like when you first released Down Bad, right? Like when I was like first listening to it, I was like, oh, I'm like, I was like kind of iffy, like, oh, is it, is it good? Is it not? But then like once you <laughs> over, when you, once you started listening to it over and over again, mm. it starts like growing on you. And then it's like, at the, it's, it, it started getting to a point where like, I, I found the instrumental, but I'm like, dude, I can't do a full song on this because your version of it was left such a strong impact on my like my, <laughs> on me that was like yeah, oh yeah. dude your, yours is hella catchy so i'm like how the fuck am i supposed to like push it like how how the hell am i supposed to do it my mm. own way when yours was like so catchy like i know for sure i can't do that catchy shit like mine's just like pure like lyrics and that's it and then like hopefully mm. someone listens to it but yours is like you know it has like a like constant like rhyming scheme but it's still really catchy and that, that's why for me like whenever i listen to it like i know the lyrics to like the first verse like <laughs> by heart now because i'm like i listen to it at least like three yes, times sir. a day and it's like it's yes, still sir. catchy as fuck i'm like 
and like I got my chat into it, and they're they're like, "Yo, this is actually heat." And then I was like, "Yo, <laughs> if I if I was like telling them if I hit 350 by the end of this week, like I'm doing a remix." And I was like, "You know what? Screw this 350 thing. I'm just doing a remix on this, no matter what, mm. whether y'all like it or not." And then thankfully, it actually came out like pretty good. Like I, I'm not even mm. just saying that because like you're here, but like personally, when I like recorded it and like I mashed it together. I was mm. like, oh, this is actually pretty good. Like, no cap. It's a fucking banger, man. No cap. So, like, when I you, think... yeah, like, mm. when you do those rap things, though, like, everything's, like, freestyle for you? Or do you actually, like, write them out? Because I know, like, so much pain you actually wrote it, but I felt like for mm. that one, if I recall, like, when I saw you do it, you were, like, kind of, like, freestyling in that moment. Yeah, yeah. So, the, so basically, the way I, um, I warmed up for my rap streams was that I just had, um, like, my community just send me a bunch of, um, like beats on youtube and i would just freestyle and a lot of it was mad sus like not gonna lie like i was <laughs> rapping about the homies right yeah yeah um and then and also with down bad like i like to thank uh it's Hugh, which is like my, the, um he, he he's also on another down bad remix but he yeah, he yeah. actually was sitting like sitting with me um when i was uh producing and writing down bad and he got a lot of the like i got a lot of the more of the lyricism from him mm. um and so, and he, and he, and he does music like pretty regularly. And so I got a lot of um, good advice from him. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's more like, I think I started off writing a little bit, like the whole, like the first, I think the first lyric was like, at first I had no hoes. Yeah. So that was alluding to my first song, got no hoes. Yeah, and so yeah. I, was, I was, yeah. But then eventually I started, I was like, I was like, fuck dude, I have no idea what to say. And so I started rapping about things I love. Which includes uh, cheesecake factory brown bread with ranch, and so it just it just started flowing, you know, it just started flowing, and yeah, the it just is it's history, you know, down bad. Yeah, dude, I think that line though for me was like the most impressive, like that that line for me left the most <laughs> like imp- like mem- mm. like it left the imprint on me. It's like you think it's a joke, but like for me personally, I was like, dude, like even though it has nothing to do with the rap, it's still like <laughs> catchy as fuck. I'm like. Dude, like I can't do this shit, cause I like I used to do music myself, and like that was like the hardest thing that I ever like try to figure out was how do I make music that's like catchy for people, right? Cause like I was like depressed as fuck when I started, so I always rapped about like depressing shit, like oh yeah, like I was bullied, I was picked on, I got beat up, I wanted to like die and all this stuff, but I'm like. I can't like make this into a joke song like yo I want to die hey hey or something like that because then people are gonna be like yeah. what the fuck is wrong with this dude <laughs> yeah yeah I, I think um I think though so the uh, also another thing that happened with the whole cheesecake factory uh, brown bread line was that I wanted to write about something that like everyone can like kind of relate to you know yeah, yeah and who just fucking doesn't like free shit you know and so when you go to like Olive Garden or like cheesecake factory you get you get the bread you know so it's yeah. like it's, 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 i think people can really can uh relate to it yeah because i think like that's like the biggest thing is just being being able to like relate with like people because um what's it as i like i started following you when you were like before you hit 100 actually if i recall because like we, yeah, yeah like I first time so. we ever met was when we played valorant together right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so, i think that was like when i was around 100 yeah no, it was less than 100, because I remember, because I was watching you freestyle when you hit 100. Mm, yeah, yeah, def- yeah, that that, that, that that sounds right. Yeah, so I think, it, I don't even know, it hasn't been, I feel like it hasn't even been that long since we've, like, gotten to know each other. 
Mm-hmm. But there was like the thing is for me like the re- like I fuck with you and like there's only like a handful of streamers I like actually like fuck with fuck with, like you're one of those people like I actually fuck with like heavy because like I feel like with you and like me it's, like I I feel like we both can like understand each other mm-hmm. where we're like yeah, you know like we're not necessarily like this like token Asian person in a sense yeah. like we like we we want to do our own shit like moving forward and. Like I think you realized that recently, but for me, I've always had that like, um, uh, that mindset where I like I don't give a fuck about what other people think. Mm. And then seeing you do your stream, you're kind of like, yes, on one hand, you're trying to entertain your viewers, but also it's like, I want to make content that I want to make. It's like whether you want to consume it or not is up to you, but like it doesn't mean I'm gonna like change myself for that. And that's why for me, I was like, dude, I could like fuck with this guy. And like you're one of the oh, handful. Yeah. When you're you're like one of the handful of streamers, like you're like yeah, we met like online. But I was like, dude, like if I ever get the chance, like obviously once COVID gets better, and I mm. can go like go out and like go start traveling again, like I would fly out to Seattle, like obviously to meet you. But like my girlfriend's also there too. But like easily, bro. Yeah, I would like I would be down to like hang out and whatnot. But uh, yeah, I'm sure I want to know like who else uh who can relate to dipping Cheesecake Factory brown bread into ranch apparently. <laughs> so um. In regards to Mr. Yamshai's question, I think he is part of the uh, minority, as I know a couple people here in this chat that frequently dip their brown bread with ranch. I do it. Uh, too. Can, I do it. It's actually ooh. good. Yeah, I think I I, I think it's a uh, quite. Oh, as Momo Moon the chat says she does it too. So I don't know. I feel like Shams is, 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 just hasn't done it. You know. Yeah, yeah. So he, 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 he might feel left out. You know. Because it's like it's like it's like the brown bread's kind of sweet. But then mm. the ranch also has like that sour taste and it counterbalances mm. that and there's that like creamy texture with it. And I think it's really good. Mm, dude. And honestly, shout out to the boy Swagmaster GG, aka Mike, aka Mick Boy. He was the one, dude. He told me, dude, I remember the night like it was yesterday. Okay. Let me let me let me look at the camera real quick. But um, we were in Discord and he was like, yo, Brian, like. Do you know about this brown bread with ranch shit? I'm like, bro, that sounds fucking disgusting. <laughs> and then, and then I, and then, and then I was, and then so I um, hit up uh, Monica, my uh, wonderful girlfriend, right? And it's, I was like, yo, like we need to try this. And so I, I went to Cheesecake Factory, and then I was like, I tried it, and I was like, dude, this is like, I've been blessed, like I've been fucking blessed with the opportunity to have Cheesecake Factory brown bread with ranch. Yeah, yeah. You know they sell like the brown bread separately now, like some stores. Yeah, but they don't sell the ranch, bro. It, the oh ranch no, is yeah, the cheese. Yeah, that's the true. ranch is different. None yeah. of that hidden valley crap. It's yeah, it's not. It's, it's it just it's something about it. Like I, like, I need to reach out to someone that works at Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, <laughs> and really get the recipe from them. Yeah. <laughs> This is something I'm passionate about, man. Yeah, it's, Cheesecake it's, Factory. It's no joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, kind of moving forward, uh, moving on. Um, obviously, first month you did rap, uh, second mm-hmm. month you did art, and then third month you did singing. Where's the um ideas for you to do this? Like skills come from? Is it like yeah. something that you think about? Like obviously towards the end of the month, and then you're just kind of like, oh, I I kind of want to do art, so I'll do art next month. Or is it like you ask your chat to do it? Yeah. So the the first month, um, I asked my chat or I asked my community, and like I said, it was either backflip or or rap, and I chose rap because uh, I wasn't ready to backflip on stream yet. Uh, but for the last like the last couple of months, I just like really reflected. I was like, yo, like what's something that I've always wanted to learn, 
and it would be like really solid fucking content um and then also wouldn't be like too like like i still wanted to keep it like entertaining you know um so like painting with the whole bob ross shit and then singing with those like vocal exercises and like my terrible voice which i like don't really give a fuck what people think right um and so i know this next month a little spoiler a little spoiler for your community i'm i'm actually going to be um producing so making beats making beats um and then my goal is to be able to eventually rap on the same beat and and i think it's going to be really entertaining because i have zero music theory right so i have no idea like like snares and 808s i don't really know what any of that shit is like Mm. that's just off the top of the head but i'm just gonna put something together and then rap on it and it's gonna either be beautiful or it's gonna be terrible but i think at the end of the day it's 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 gonna make for good content and and it's also gonna be a lot of fun yeah for sure because like producing is actually really hard too like Mm, yeah like when i first like when i tried to do it i was like dude i like i had no idea for anything in terms of like music theory or anything and like i thought hughes like kind of going back to down bad like hughes version of down bad was actually like i actually really i actually fucked with the heavy and Mm. i was like yo i kind of want like i reached out to him after i heard it and i was like yo dude like your verse was like hella like your your verse was hella tight and Mm, i was like i was like dude like if you ever need like a feature or something like i would love to like feature like work on a track with you because like mm-hmm. that was like the first time for me where i listened to an artist and i was like dude like this dude this art like in terms of like smaller artists obviously not like mainstream but like like r- like aspiring artists or people who do music i'm like dude this is the first time where i like listen to a verse or anything like and i was like i fuck with this heavy and like i can understand where they're coming from with like everything and i was like dude i i, I kind of want to get in a collab with him in terms of music because like I, I like obviously i stopped doing music but like i think it's like cool though how like your community and like my community are starting to get like you know we're, we're kind of like kind of starting to get intertwined with one another like mm. because of like you know being involved with your channel like i got to meet like some other like dope people and i'm like really grateful for that and then like i think it's like vice versa where you know you're yeah, able to come definitely. to the podcast and like get to know each other so i think like it's really dope how like um that kind of you know there's that like mashup in a sense but then like obviously like we're two different streamers but in the end like we're like showing like full support for one another and then it's like mm-hmm. and that's like that's the kind of shit i like really like a lot and i'm like really grateful for the fact that like yo i got to meet you throughout like this entire process because i think like if i hadn't met you like my whole like twitch journey would have been like so different and i i don't think i would have enjoyed oh, it as yeah. much because like i see you enjoying your shit and i'm like dude if you can enjoy it, i can enjoy it and so like what's your like um method of you trying to enjoy streams because like i know mm-hmm. um no matter what when you stream like numbers are probably one of the biggest things where like we obviously like we try not to think about it but it's still like it's still like, sometimes in the back of our minds especially because like twitch has those th- that's like feature where they show you who's like live streaming and they show you like the number of viewers next to that person's name mm-hmm. and like it's like one of the hardest things it's like it's hard not to focus on it especially when you know like your numbers aren't like anywhere close to what those people are reaching up to Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um so i definitely would be lying if i said i didn't pay attention to the numbers um but something that i've realized like the more i started streaming like in the very beginning of of when i started streaming i did like a ton of research on like oh like best times to stream and best games to stream 
Um, so I, I, I tried Stardew, and then, like, after playing that game, I definitely realized, like, like, bro, like, what am I doing? Like, I, I, I fucking hate this game. Like, yeah. why am I, like, why am I on this shit? Um, so I started, like, kind of more, like, I definitely did a lot more research on ways to uh, grow on Twitch. And so I, that's when I started narrowing kind of my, um, like, the games I play, the games I stream. So I definitely narrowed it to more, like, Pokemon, Valorant, and then the skill stuff. But the skill stuff is just, like, more for me, um, really. And just kind of more realizing that, hey, like, I'm streaming because, like, I, I love doing it. And it's definitely, like, something that I have fun with doing. And then that kind of takes the weight away from more of, like, the numbers and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. even, like, with, the, like, the Valorant tournament that's, that's happening, um, like, I definitely realized that the, the semifinals had a, a lot larger of an audience than the finals. But, at the end, at, but like, at the end of the day, like, I didn't really care because, like, like, I was having fun. I, I saw some great or somewhat great Valorant content happening. Um, but, yeah, it was still a lot of fun um but yeah that's kind of how would i um uh, i think like i think honestly chat. though like uh the tp boy one was by far the biggest highlight like semifinals and finals uh, included like i know a lot of people i know like you're you're like yo don't like stop saying tp boy but like i think like when everyone saw that happen because like even when i was watching i was like i was fucking cracking up because it was like not only just cracking up at the situation, but then seeing your reaction and then hearing Mike's reaction to it too. And it's like, <laughs> that's what made it like so much funnier. And especially the magnitude of what that match was, like the round. Because if, it, if they had won, they would have won the first map. <laughs> that kind of thing. And it's like the fact that something like this happens. And then you see like reactions from like Koki <laughs> on his stream. And like you see the clip there. And then you like yeah, you see the chat felt... like pop up like OMG like bro and then like this keyboard spam and everything like all that stuff is just that's what like contributed to how funny it was. Yeah, just a just a little bit of background on TP boys. So um um so a lot of us know like know each other from high school, right? So that yeah, includes yeah. um myself, uh Yam Shy, Swagmaster, um Hugh or Dynamic Leader, and then um Redneck Panda, right? Yeah. And um so I was trying my best to be a, you know, a, a rational, like in the middle, like commentator. Right. But the second I saw, like the second I saw Dean TP, I was trying so hard to not make a reaction. And then Mike, my co-host just started dying. And then I was like, all right, this is like, this, like something's going to be coming out. And so I was, was just knowing that like, so Dean, like definitely doesn't play Valorant as much. Um, but just him, like just like everything that fell together, like, like kind of like you said, how it's like, it was 12 11 right um and then it, no one no one looked towards lamps where where he was at yeah, yeah. and it was just it, just knowing that it was him like it, i just like couldn't hold it like it, yeah yeah and i think tough. it was like it's he tough. was like trying to set his molly up and then he moved back and i was like watching the perspective oh, it's like Lord. he mollies he tps and then he mollies so he's like taking damage with it and then he's like <laughs> rapidly trying to like <laughs> wrap around onto site again but by then it was already over yeah that was i think seeing it from alex's reaction was definitely a lot funnier yeah because i sure. didn't know that he fucked up his molly either <laughs> that was tough that yeah, was, yeah. i mean you know you know i think that i i think we we, we all make mistakes but yeah but it's i think it's like making because, because it was like at a stream and then that was like probably like when like i, I believe like over 40 people were watching Maybe even more. Yeah. So like yeah, I think, forty we're not talking yeah, about like a small scale of like five, six people. We're we're talking about like forty people. Like 
that's like essentially a whole classroom size if we're thinking about it <laughs> yeah i think um i think alex's clip probably has like a decent amount of views now just because like people like just go in my chat and just go tp boy and then, and then like, yeah, his clip is like clip. linked yeah. up right yeah yeah so kind of like talking about the whole valorant tourney what really made you want to like start that tournament because mm. playing a valorant tournament is not the easiest thing like from my understanding especially because obviously one you have to get the participants but then yeah. also figuring out a schedule like what you had to do like everyone had to fill out a google uh google form and like so we could like all coordinate times and everything and then especially mm -hmm. like some like in my case i was on the east coast you're on the west coast so like it depends on like time zone difference and everything so what like mm -hmm. one how difficult was it and two what really like inspired you to start this like valorant tournament especially because you were putting it in um it was like during a time frame where like masters was going going on too mm -hmm. so like was that like one of the like thoughts that you had like oh is this gonna like are more people gonna do you think like more people would watch it if it if masters mm -hmm. hadn't happened and you were doing it like in during like an off season you know mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think the biggest thing for me was that um so for me like i'm not like too like worried about planning because like for me like i'm like mostly a planner um, and so that wasn't too bad, but I think the reason why I really wanted to push it, um, was because I was like, Hey, like, I don't think like too many people are like trying to join in and watch some gold Valorant content. Right. Like the only people that get views for gameplay are either people that are super entertaining, um, or iron or like radiant. Right. So that was like, how do I bring everything together? And I was like a tournament where there's irons in there. And so that was when, and then also, like, kind of the idea of, like, how hosting this tournament um, will also, like, help bring everyone together. And then something that I actually, this kind of, like, came, like, second to me, but, it, like, after reflecting about how, how the tournament went, it definitely was a blessing. Yeah, how, like, a lot sure. of the people that I brought together because of the tournament are actually still, like, networking and, like, like jumping in, on, on each other's streams and all, like, the captains are be able to meet each other um and just kind of adding to the community so it definitely was like a blessing for that ways too um i think everyone got a little bit of something from the tournament even though um only five people got money but i think i think i think everyone uh, got a little bit of something so yeah yeah i think like when when i was going into it it wasn't about the money aspect that i was really concerned about i was like i just wanted to win that was like my biggest thing because <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. honestly speaking like 20 bucks like you could like you can make that like any way possible mm. but yeah um the fact that like it was more so like trying to get like you just wanted to build a team so you could win more so i think that was like the entertaining part and i think like when you did the interviews with captains especially and so like, you could see like oh who's gonna be talking smack and then like post interview like oh mm -hmm. did the did the smack talk like bite them in the ass and now like who's gonna talk smack now that kind of thing that adds like mm -hmm. another layer of entertainment i feel like and especially mm -hmm. like especially with the semi-final round i think um obviously like the first like our matchup was like a blowout but the second matchup with um yamshai's team and sapsa's team that one was like that that one was like entertaining like both like on the interview side but then also on the gameplay side as well too because you mm -hmm. know also like you're, you're commenting as a huge part of that like i think I, it's like you never you don't give yourself credit for that i feel like when i listen to it <laughs> the way you're saying it because you're like oh you know it's mm. like you guys who participated like you guys made the tournament but it's like commentating is also another thing that has to be like added into it because 
if you're not entertaining as a commentator, like people are gonna more likely just gonna say like, oh fuck it, I'm just gonna leave. It's just like another Valorant like gameplay kind of thing. So it's like yeah. you could either choose to go like entertainment or like insightful, but you chose to go like mix the two, and it still worked out for you like really well. And I think like mm-hmm. having Mike as like another caster really helps out with that as well. Yeah, I know that uh, on like the more commentating side, like I definitely think that I I I fit that mold pretty well. Um, just like kind of as a nature of a person, I definitely am like kind of like an instigator, like just low key, just low key an instigator. Uh, and so like being able to kind of um drive the captains to be able to like you know talk their game you know talk their shit you know uh, definitely help me out and then just like being like like just talkative is just kind of who i am um so yeah it, it it definitely like will like i definitely still have things to improve on but yeah i think it was a lot of fun um just being able to commentate it definitely was a lot less stressful um just like just like hearing um like all the participants is like seeing how they're like super stressed out and stuff and like and then just like me in the end like like yeah i'm just chilling dude yeah yeah like, i'm just chilling <laughs> yeah because like i think like that final matchup i like that was the first time like i ever felt stressed in valorant mm, like yeah. that it's like i could play like six comp games and i was not exhausted and I, I said this before but those two matches i feel like drained the living energy like all my energy out of me and it's like mm-hmm. But I think, like, like you said, though, it was cool, though, because, like, I got to meet, like, new people. Obviously, some people who are streamers. Um, Kogi's, like, one of them that I got to meet. Obviously, like, I never played with him, but, like, mm-hmm. I had hella, I had hella respect for him. Like, because, like, the fact that he's, like, able to keep so level-headed and calm, despite, mm-hmm. like, dropping, like, 44 kills and, like, they lost. Like, dude, if I was in that situation, <laughs> I don't know how I would react, like, I'm like I played my best game ever, and like, oh my god! Like I think like mm. that like I have to give him I I give him like hella respect for that like the fact that he's able to keep such a level headed thing and even mm. like tuning into the stream yesterday too like like his teams were some some teammates he had were absolute dog but like he's just like you know he's not like going in chat like oh you suck dick or anything like that he's just like <laughs> you know he's just like yeah yeah so. It's like those are the types of people that I like. I like try to I like try to fuck with like more so. Plus, like mm-hmm. I think like if moving forward, if I were to be on the Valorant team again, I I would be cool if like if my entire team like smoked, like did like vape or something. So like every time we went around, we take like a massive hit and then blow it. Oh into, Jesus! <laughs> blow it into the camera or blow it into the mic. Sheesh. Sheesh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know that with uh, especially with like Alex and he, he, I think he dropped like forty four kills, and um, I'm not too sure how he stay composed. Um, he's a pretty chill dude, anyways. Um, like I like I like known the dude since college, and so mm. super chill dude. But I know with like, I feel like if I dropped forty four kills and I was um in the tournament, it would have been a different story. It 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 uh it uh, definitely would have been a different story. Yeah, I think you would have uh giving yourself mm. mvp then <laughs> oh yeah i'm telling you right now if 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 i dropped 44 kills in 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 the the games against peggers the mvp would have definitely been me easily <laughs> no cap <laughs> easily <laughs> so um kind of uh so i see that you know you uh transitioned onto tiktok as well mm. um obviously making clips and everything but um what what made you want to go into that transition onto twi- uh, TikTok, I should say, from tic- uh, Twitch to TikTok specifically? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it was definitely um, during my 
um like when i first started twitch and just kind of realizing that twitch has like the worst discoverability of out of all yeah, like social for, media yeah, platforms sure. um and so i wanted a way to be able to promote my content um in a in a platform that be able to let's say it's more devoted towards gaming you know because obviously if i post like my pokemon content towards like instagram twitter myspace only fans you know it's not going to really have that impact and like tiktok is like perfect for that right um and so i just started posting like like a day um like once a day and like once a couple of days and then like i just had a couple like ones like blew up and i was like like oh like tiktok has a perfect community for this um and so that's when i started taking it like a little more seriously and kind of having like more like daily cadences yeah um but yeah it's 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 definitely like it's more like repurposing the same material um that already exists um for other platforms so yeah. it's not it's not yeah it's it's definitely been fun making them um but it's definitely not too daunting as some other um like tiktoks i know like some other t- i see like when i'm scrolling on the for you page i was like oh this shit took like a couple hours to do but mine like honestly takes like like maybe five two ten. three minutes yeah max like, not five. gonna lie <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 and like what's like the what's like do you feel like when you stream on Twitch now, like your uh, mindset kind of like sometimes you, you think about like, oh, I have to like perform this way so I can make the content for TikTok sometimes? Because mm-hmm. like that's how I feel um, sometimes. Yeah. Because like especially when I um, do like yeah. the Pokemon mm-hmm. stuff, like the evolutions and everything, like people really care about the reaction more so than the Pokemon. Mm-hmm. So it's like if it's like legit dog, then like I have to like, I feel like I have to make a certain reaction to like highlight like how dog it was right. Or if it's like really good then I have to like re- be like really excited sometimes. Like there's like that kind of pressure I feel sometimes. So I'm, I'm wondering if you feel that same way. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely depends. I know, especially for the Valorant stuff, especially cause I'm not a fucking God at the game. I, 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 I need to do like cheesy shit, like make my crosshair bigger um and so i definitely like do that to try to help with my valorant tiktoks um but for more of the pokemon tiktoks i a lot of the reactions are just like kind of natural um especially because i'm a very like expressive person you know Uh, so when something's like dog shit like i'm like i'm definitely gonna just be straight up like this is some dog shit you know um but the the one thing that i do focus on the content creation side is that i've noticed that a lot of the tiktok like the, the the most important moments of a tiktok are the first like one to three seconds right the, the three to five seconds and so i do try to um engage or i try to do prepare for when these moments happen so i, I can make the first uh, f- uh first like five seconds engaging like for example like one of my uh, tiktoks that i made earlier um i had a random I had a random Evo and then I was like, Oh, I'm about to nut on site if this is good. Right. And so I kind of like plan that. I'm like, it's not too much planning, but it's like, I usually just say like such shit like that all, all the time. Um, but just keeping that in mind, like in the back of my head. Yeah. And like you see you doing the TikTok journey. How long has it been now? Roughly. Um, I made my TikTok, like my first TikTok, like in, I think like November or December uh, so, of 2020. So, 2020. so it's been like, yeah, it's been like five months ish. Oh, okay. So like yeah. you're you're like pretty new into the scene then. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely new. Like I I mean I've definitely like been scrolling TikTok for a fat minute. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I definitely didn't create like TikTok until I started streaming. And a lot of my content on TikTok is just repurposing from Twitch. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. And so but I definitely need to be able to 
um, tr- jump on more trends um, and to be able to uh, kind of create more content that's a little more original um, and less off of my Twitch to be able to develop my brand a little more. Mm, yeah, I feel you. Because like yeah. when t- when I, I first joined TikTok in 20, like early 2020, so like February-ish or like February, mm-hmm. March-ish, um, the first TikTok, it got like hella shadow banned. So like I said, fuck it. I like restarted it and that was at like 16K. But then my mm-hmm. new one that I made was just primarily on fashion and that one hit like over 36K. And I haven't been posting Sheesh. much as these days because like I, mm-hmm. it's like it's so... Like, I think for me, what I've started feeling is, like, a lot of pressure to make content, yeah. especially when you have, like, a big following like that because people are, like, expecting you to, like, make fire content, like, consistently. And it's, like, I try to, but it's, like, really hard, like, to, like, really not feel that pressure. And then doing the TikTok um, for my Twitch, um, it started getting, like, that one became more fun for me again. But 2020 early stages there was a lot of trends but i don't really see a lot of trends now it feels like tiktok is kind of like in a sense like a mini youtube now whereas before yeah. like people are just posting like trendy like stuff that were trends but now it's like they actually make like full-on content where you know they're editing their stuff and they're like adding special effects and everything and so i like Yes, I see trends here and there on TikTok every so often, but it's not like they're all like there's like all like there's like all trends now. It feels like a lot of people are like really focusing on like content creation at that aspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that a lot of people are taking TikTok a lot more seriously now. Yeah. Um, because definitely before, like I like like to be honest, like when TikTok first came out, I was like, dude, like what is this kid shit, man? And then yeah, uh, I, I had a roommate you. that like I used to bully. Um, but I don't promote bullying though, but I usually like make fun of, um, that I was like, bro, like, are you really browsing TikTok, man? Like, like what the fuck? Um, but now being a hypocrite, um, I post daily, uh, multiple times a day on TikTok, but yeah, I think like TikTok is definitely like a very, like, like it's very important. Like it's very important, um, to be able to establish a TikTok just because like I said earlier, how Twitch, like the game able to be discovered on Twitch is like almost like close to like impossible yeah yeah. um and then also with the with, with the tiktok creator fund it's definitely like a method of income for some yeah. like influencers that we've seen like it's definitely like a way to um like p- p- provide now um and so yeah it's definitely like kind of like you said earlier kind of like a mini youtube and i definitely get a lot of great information that i wouldn't have gotten unless i've yeah, been browsing for tiktok sure, for sure like this goes to like everything like even like life hacks um and like valorant cypher lineups yeah that i save for no reason and like sova lineups um uh, but hey but if if i'm ever playing sova on bind watch out because <laughs> i got the tiktoks room yeah because um what's it i think what um some people don't know about tiktok is that they have this like creator program that they created now so if you have over ten thousand um followers if you join this mm-hmm. creator program for every 1000 views your video gets you 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 make two cents okay so it's not that much but mm-hmm. if your video were to hit like a million you probably make about like 20 bucks i want to say mm-hmm. so it's like that's like that's like kind of like so even if you're not necessarily like a big tiktoker if you have over 10k followers now it's like there's like a little bit of like extra income that you can make for yourself i think like mm-hmm. that's what people are like gravitating towards too like 
It's like if I can reach that 10k mark, then like I can make a little bit of extra money on the side while I, you know, I'm doing like my real job or something. Or maybe for some people, like TikTok is like their full time thing, especially because of like all the partnerships and like promotions and oh, yeah. brand promotions and everything. Yeah, TikTok is definitely like definitely an option to be a full time thing if if you eventually get to that point. Um, and definitely like honestly, being a full time content creator, um, hasn't really been like a huge i mean it's definitely been a, like a huge thing for youtube but being on like a, a content creator on tiktok hasn't really been a thing until like recently um it, it being it, it being able to put to provide and you see a bunch of like tiktokers that are just like huge and they're just like living it you know yeah and like and like their content i would say like isn't like too planned out as some like youtube contents um and so you're seeing that like like honestly anyone can just pick up like tiktok record some shit on their phone um, and then like, honestly, like that's kind of how I, I approach like quantity more than quality right now. I mean, like you obviously need to maintain a level of quality for your content yeah. to be, um, like to be viral or, or your content to be watched, but definitely like you just need like a couple, um, good ones to just get the velocity started. And then as long as you just keep producing that same quality, like you're, you're it's, it's pretty, it's pretty, um, like it's definitely something that anyone can do. Yeah, for sure. So like you know you you kind of started diving into the content creation space is there like any pressure that you ever feel sometimes whenever you like post stuff or like where you feel like pressure sometimes to like be making like you have to make like a certain level of quality in terms of your content because like sometimes oh. like when it comes to like when you're directly taking it from like twitch sometimes like you might think it's like clip like you can make it into a tiktok clip but then like it's like, oh, would this like actually do numbers? You know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like in, in regards to like pressure, I don't like the only pressure that I get is like from myself. Like when like, I don't like fulfill like, like certain projects or like when I like have projects like sitting in the back of my head or sitting in like my notes section that I don't like mm. start on. Um, that's like the most like pressure. It's like, I mean, like I'm like pretty much like kind of hard on myself in general. Mm. Um, so like I feel, when yeah. I don't get projects done that I think of, um, then I get pretty hard. Like I I, I kind of get pissed on myself. But other than that, though, not too much pressure. I I kind of just post like whatever I feel like for the most part. Um, in regards to my gameplay footage, um, but I still need to do a like a better job. I know like I posted this video recently of like me staring at a uh, Jesse and James. Yeah. And <laughs> And so that was kind of sus, you know, but I definitely want to post more like that type of material than more gameplay footage. Um, but yeah, and, and just in like, going back to your question, like it's not, not too much pressure, um, but just being able to kind of fulfill like goals I have, like I definitely try to do like one to two videos every day um, and just to maintain the same quality that I'm doing. Um, and then I try to post like a, like a YouTube video a month um, and just trying to accelerate that. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it on like meeting quotas. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah. So, um, like, let's like dive into a couple, uh, Twitch, mm. uh, centered idea, like, uh, focus topics. So first question I have for you is, uh, the idea that, um, obviously there are some people who feel this way, but I'm, I'm not one that feels this way. So I want to know what you think as well, but the idea that female streamers have it easier than male streamers because they're mm. like female what's your thought on mm. that 
Yeah, it's definitely like a double-edged sword, I feel like. Um, I, I generally think because primarily the, the majority of the Twitch audience are men, mm. um, I do think they have it easier in that respect. But it's definitely like kind of like I said, a double-edged sword. There's a lot of um, – they, they have a lot of pressure that men don't, as in like guys going in their chat and just saying like dumb shit um, and shit that they shouldn't be saying like at all. And so they, they do have that issue too, which um, as, as men, we don't, we don't have to come across. Um, and, and it does take a lot of emotional pressure um, and a lot of mental kind of like, it takes like a mental like state to be able to drive through that and ignore that um, and, and just kind of either ban them and not have that effect for the rest of the stream, right? Because I know if like someone comes in like, in, in, like this hasn't happened to me, um, just probably because I'm like a smaller content creator, but I know like different, definitely certain situations where someone comes in their chat and says some um, like misogynistic shit, right? Um, and then it just kind of ruins the mood for the rest of the stream. Cause it's, it's not something that you can just like quickly, like just kind of switch off of. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess like going back to your question, I do think that like female streamers do have it, um, like a little bit easier just because of like, demographics wise and a bunch of fucking men are just simps. Um, but then, like, like I said, there is the challenge of being able to get over all the misogynistic men that are on Twitch. And so at the end of the day, uh, both both have its struggles and both. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So second topic is, uh, I don't know if you've been like up to date with a lot of things, but uh, Myers Leonard says some anti oh, yeah. anti shit on his mm. uh, stream. And there's a there's also another controversy. The other person, I'm not gonna mention because this one is like of serious magnitude. But his girlfriend goes on Twitter, posts a nine page doc about what mm. happened in their past uh, past relationships. I've heard. Yeah, I've heard of that one. Yeah. So, um, and especially because he was like a pretty big big name, not just a streamer, but in the esports scene as well. But, mm. um. Obviously, I'm not. I'm not gonna ask about your reaction about it. But do you think, like, when situations like this come across, arise, let's say, for like people who have like a bigger following, do you feel like some? Do you feel like that the Twitch, um, the perception that people have of Twitch is negatively viewed as? And do you think like it has an overall effect on streamers themselves, like how society or how people like view streamers? Mm-hmm. yeah so i think like mm-hmm. so if i'm interpreting your question right um i think with the whole like that um the two situations that you brought up i think that the, they they do carry a different weight um just because they are um like they have a bigger influence their platforms are bigger like there are people that look up to these um these these people and so i think that they have to um kind of serve as more of like a model um just because like they have like kids like look looking up to them and so to be able to present themselves in a way to kind of influence like the people that are looking up to them um is definitely important uh, but in, in regards to other twitch streamers i i i just generally think like if like if you're a shitty person you know it's 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 kind of like i don't think like being a public figure is like what you should be doing i think you should be reflecting on yourself and trying to make yourself better yeah um but, but it you know it's 
I don't think it's ever really going to change. Like people blow up for like no reason. Um, and then to be to like, to be good at games, you don't necessarily have to be the, the best person. Like you, like you could go to jail and then come out and then just be cracked at Valorant and then go pro, you know? Um, but it's, it's tough, you know, it's tough. Yeah. I think kind of like going back to what you said as well, is that no matter like the magnitude of the streamers, too like we're smaller streamers obviously but mm. we also established a set community that we have so like mm. regardless like whether we like it or not we also have some influence on like the people that like support us and watch us so like if for yeah. instance like on your stream you were to be like dropping the n-word like consistently i feel like mm. people in your chat would think like oh because he says it it's okay that kind of thing so mm. i think like the more like obviously i'm not all about the cancel culture stuff where like oh yeah they should be canceled like like obviously they if they lose their job they should they deserve that but i also feel like they also need a time for like redemption to show people like hey i've changed but people mm -hmm. are so quick to jump on the cancel culture stuff where they're like oh he said some like racist shit cancel him i'm like dude you know like people mm -hmm. can change i'm not saying i condone racist behavior but I also feel like everyone in this world also deserves a chance to like prove themselves if they did anything wrong in their past, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know like on like, on like that topic of cancel culture, I think that um, there are definitely certain situations where people get canceled um, where like, it's definitely like not as like highly weighted. Uh, but I know there are also on the other side is like, there are, like are people that kind of deserve. Um, yeah, to be canceled, yeah, for but, sure um but i think like everyone definitely deserves another chance like i know like before um like i used to be super um ignorant too um and like kind of say stuff that i shouldn't like i shouldn't be saying um and like, i guess like i'm not sure like it was like through my age or just like kind of all these certain situations that popping up that like made me realize that like hey like i shouldn't be saying this stuff right um uh, so i definitely believe like people should deserve like a second chance um and people can change um, and so that's, I guess like, that's kind of my stance on it. Yeah, for sure. Because it's like, it's such a, it's like the, I hate the idea of like trying to get to a top, like get to the top, but like being a shitty person. Like mm -hmm. you don't want to be like known as a shitty person with people, mm -hmm. but rather you want to be known for like doing something good. But obviously like some people know that like, if they, if like that sometimes like being shitty will like mm. get them to like a certain position that they want to be because they know that like people are going to react mm. a certain way and they're going to get that they're going to get like that consumption of their content in that manner yeah yeah it's it's definitely like yeah it's definitely tough because i know like for like for an example i know like like i'm like i'm not sure if you like follow like tyler one as much no um, i do i do yeah, yeah okay yeah i know like like his content is is based on just like just like talking shit and just being like in your face. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think like, I think the one thing that I do appreciate about his content is that it does seem like he's being like genuine. Like that yeah. does kind of seem like he's being himself. Um, definitely like with the misogyny, it's just like, yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. he can definitely like not be misogynistic, but, um, like I don't really know too much about him. I can't really like, like yeah. judge him. Like, like I'm not sure if he's just doing it for content or, um, but yeah, I think the biggest takeaway is definitely just to be yourself on Twitch, especially in like in my community, like, like they see me on stream, like, that's definitely like the person that I am like yeah, off, sure. off camera too. 
And so like, I think that's the biggest thing is being yourself. Um, and then if you develop a community that enjoys like who you are, um, as, as, as long as you're like, cause like for me, like I, I like cuss all the time and yeah, I'm like pretty in your face too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that, like my community knows that too. And as long as like, as long as they don't, um, use it in the wrong context, I guess, um, then it's, it's, it's like mostly whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah dude. So kind of like talking about going back to your Twitch journey, um, obviously besides view count, where are like some of the major struggles that you faced with, like from when you first started off the Twitch and like, mm -hmm. have you overcome any of those struggles as you like progressively start getting more into streaming? Yeah. One of my biggest fucking struggles here. Let me get some, my camera, my, my camera would freeze every three hours i started streaming i it was terrible it was fucking terrible and then i was on the phone with elgato once a week i was emailing elgato like three times a week and it was just terrible and so what i ended up doing um this is this is off the record right i so i so i definitely condone this i'm a huge advocate for um if a if if, if you're not getting what you want from a product and it's advising or it's advertising itself to do a function then you should scam the company. You heard, you heard it here first. So basically what I did <laughs> was I ordered. So I tried. I tried my best. I was like, hey, like, I need another, like, like I need, like, where's the warranty at? Like, this shit don't work. And they're like, yeah, like, we're going to need to take a couple weeks and, like, some bullshit. And so what I did was I bought another exact one, and I returned that box, but I put the old one in it. <laughs> that's smart that's smart right there um and pretty much um someone else might be getting scammed if they buy that one but actually uh going back to the original question of my struggles on twitch my camera yeah so my camera would freeze and that was that was fucking tragic um but then also like being more like hard like on myself when i'm not getting like like view counts i'm expected mm. but definitely now i'm just like fucking man like i'm just streaming to have fun um like just hang out with like like with like my community um and like honestly like if like if even if no one shows up like like i like honestly if, if if i'm not streaming like i'm fucking doing this anyways like i'm playing games anyway so yeah, it's like yeah. i just trying to like um just trying to see the brighter side you know like it's not all about numbers as long i like i'm i'm a huge advocate of like if you're having fun um just like just, just just roll with it you know and that was kind of like something that i discovered within this um new year uh, with, with the whole like pandemic happening yeah for sure because like the the moment you start think, thinking about numbers i feel like that's where your downfall starts to hit mm, yeah because you're like thinking about how do i like go with how do i get more viewers where it's like oh mm. this is like my this week like the numbers were super high so like you you have that anticipation and then like let's say it's not then you're like fuck streaming i can't i don't want to do this shit no more it's like everyone is fake they said they'd support me and all that kind <laughs> of stuff because like that's like the biggest struggle i had starting off because um i told you like i started off from like tiktok and then transitioned over to twitch it's like when i i went on a live stream on tiktok it was like i told people there like yo i'm no longer streaming on tiktok because like in terms of what I want to do in content creation, like TikTok doesn't like TikTok live doesn't contribute to anything. It's like what I want to mm -hmm. do. So I was like, if you want to follow me, enjoy my live streams, just follow me on Twitch. 
and back then i was getting about in between i want to say in between 10 to 20 like if it was a good day maybe like 30 35 but like on the like on average in between 10 to 10 10 to 15 but there were like 10 15 people that are like oh yeah you know i'll be there i'll be there i'll be there and then when i go over to twitch it's like the numbers aren't the same as i was on tiktok and i think like that was like my mistake of like really building that anticipation for that because at the end of the day it's like cross platforms like twitch and tiktok are like two different yeah. things and so yeah. i think like if i had to redo it i would not have done that announcement just kind of like ended the tiktok live thing forever just stream on twitch and like build from the ground up again because i think like when i first when i think about it when i first started versus now like obviously now i like i enjoy it again but like along the lines of like my streaming journey i was like i wasn't enjoying it as much because i was so focused on like numbers or like i would see like another streamer and they get like 50 gifted and i'm like holy shit like when can i get that but then now it's like you know people follow me that's great if they don't that's fine but um at the end of the day i'm just gonna stay true to myself and like have fun with it and i think like once i let go of everything that's when i like really started enjoying it. and then like me being able to like network out branch out like talk to other streamers collaborate with them um especially like your case too like i think like like i, like I mentioned earlier like you were one of the few streamers i was like when i when i started this podcast you were like the first um you were like one of the first people i was like thinking about like yo i want to bring on to the podcast yeah, but it was yeah. like it was like very early in the stages so i was like okay like i like talk to him a little bit more and like as like we continue like talking and building that relationship it was like okay yeah like dude let's like let's set a date now like let's get on this thing and let's like let's bring like, like let, let's bang this out because like i'm hell ex- i was like hell excited for it when she said like yeah like this date works at this time i'm like bet let's get into it and i was like Ooh, this is gonna yes, be so this is gonna be a it good this is gonna be an interesting yes, podcast sir. for for real and i'm not just saying this to gas you up but it's just because like <laughs> our ideals are like so similar and like the way we are personality wise like you're more outgoing than i am but in terms of like personality and like the way we think it's like we i we're able to relate with each other more or less yeah. so that's why i was like really excited about mm-hmm. yeah i agree with that bet so moving forward for the Bryman XD channel, where are some where are some of the plans that you have, and where mm. are the goals that you got for twenty twenty one? Yeah, for twenty twenty one. Um, so for me, I'm definitely like I'm definitely like a pretty big goal setter in regards of just putting my goals as high as possible. Like I don't really believe in like setting a realistic goal. Mm. Um, just for me, because even if you fail, there's like a shit ton that you can learn from, right? Like I'd rather. I'd rather I'd rather set a goal like a super high goal and then like fail and then learn from what I failed and so I don't make the same mistakes again. Um, so I guess like for me for the goals for the Bryman XD for 2021 is to be able to get partnered by the end of the year. Mm, um, that's yeah. one of the biggest goals. Yeah, for that's me. like that's the same thing I I, I thought about too. Mm. Yeah, just being able and then um, also for the for, for the the, the Bryman XD Invitational, I I I want. I want like a like kind of like a big a big tournament like like eight teams eight teams so that's like like forty people so it's a little bit bigger than like that one the one I had um last time so probably like more um, it's double so the like size the, yeah yeah it's double the size but I think like that's gonna be a struggle in itself because within like just two days I had to replace like Five three or six. people yeah 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 like four yeah yeah so that's that's tough and it's out and then I I think with double the people I have to like manage. 
it'd be like double the amount of dropouts. And so just trying to figure that out. But I know like, like I like definitely think that like I'll be able to do it. Um, just it'll take time. It definitely will come with my following. I think when I just start like growing on Twitch, I know more people will be more involved in the in the invitationals. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, just just continuing um like the positive vibes and just keeping the energy up. Uh, I think that's the one thing I bring to Twitch that a lot of people um don't is like I'm a pretty like high energy guy. Oh, um, yeah, it's just, yeah, for sure. And just trying to just stick to the same. Um, and just kind of remember like why I started streaming in the first place. You know. Um. Just keeping that in the back of my mind. Yeah, this is like the one dude I know that like asked me for ad libs on a song, because like normally I just <laughs> rap my verse and that's it. And you're like, "Yo, dude, add some ad libs." I'm like, "All right, bet if you ask, yes, I'll do sir, it." Man. And I was like, "And you I gotta hear, add the ad libs." Yeah, and this dude's like hella hype with this shit. So I'm like, "Okay, yeah, all right, bet let's get it." <laughs> yes, <laughs> but, sir. So is the invitational like a monthly thing? So I originally wanted I wanted it to be monthly. But then, like, I, I realized it's, like, um, just from a marketing standpoint, um, the, the more often that it occurs, the, um, the, the more likely it is to have the hype kind of just drown out. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I want, I want to, um, like, earliest, I want to do is kind of, like, quarterly, like, more, like, seasonal. Mm. Um, like, like th- there's a reason why the Super Bowl only happens, like, once a year. Or, like, there's, there's a reason why, like, Shen Yun only happens once a year, you know? Um, you want to be able to keep that spark, you know? um and so i want to be able to kind of host it like pretty regularly because i do want to be able to give my subs um like give my subs like a like um i I, want to give back to my subs definitely a lot more um and like maybe even doing um more like community events um but but then but yeah i think with the tbxd stuff i think like i want to stick to more like either like semi-yearly uh quarterly or even yearly yeah Uh, yeah so bigger than twitch rivals you heard it here first yes sir i think that's the biggest thing though i think like like the biggest thing for me with like hosting the tournaments is that i don't really like like care who wins but just seeing like everyone like getting into valorant everyone like like wanting to be competitive yeah um, and everyone just beating each other is definitely like the biggest thing for me because i know like i know like yeah i'm shy like i'm like just fucking hated playing valorant um, but I know, like, with the introduction to the tournament, like, even he was hyped to play it. Yeah. Um, and, and then Valorant was the game that I was most hyped to play. Um, and, and, and a lot of, like, the like my friends I wanted to play, like, with, um, they, they like, didn't really want to play. So the tournament was kind of a way to get them to, like, get more hyped. Yeah. Um, and so that definitely helped out. Yeah, because I'll be honest with you, like, in the, what's it, the week that we did the draft until the championship. Hmm. I have not played more Valorant in my life in that <laughs> than in that two week span. Like the first time where I was like I hit when I was first captain, I was bronze three, right? I was mm-hmm. like I was like, Oh shit. Like I picked my team and I'm like, Oh shit, okay. Now I gotta practice, put the work in and then I like cl- no, not even bronze three, I was like bronze two when I was captain. And I was like, fuck this. Like, I can't be like the weak link on our team. And in the end, I still mm-hmm. was. But I was like, okay, if I was bronze too and I hadn't practiced, I would have been even worse. Like, at least I was able to hold my ground sometimes. But I was like, fuck this. Like, I, I climbed all the way up to silver too. Not saying like I'm like, I'm like a god at Valorant, but like the the amount amount of time that I spent in that two weeks, I saw more improvement than when I first started the first like three months. So like that mm-hmm. that that's what it was like. That's why uh like for me at least it, it like really put the enjoyment in uh valorant especially because like um i don't like when people solo queue 
the no comms or you get like people who have care or you get like yeah. absolute dog shit teammates and it's like when you play with five people and the comms are like fully like there and like people are encouraging one another it makes the game enjoyable i feel like and i think like everyone had a good time regardless of like whether they won or lost too yeah yeah definitely and then just a little side note bro like you definitely have improved bro like not gonna lie like to keep it 100 with you like when i started playing with you to begin with i was like i was like yeah this guy probably like doesn't play too much you know yeah, yeah. but then in, in the last two weeks i was like like I, I i was even telling like the people that i usually play with i'm like bro like ernie actually like like got pretty good like his improvement is crazy um because i remember when i like when i first started watching you like you were playing yoru and I was like, bro, like, low-key, this guy's kind of dog. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> like, knew, I, knew, I knew I was. Because, like, this was the first time I ever touched an FPS game in my life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, I, I did not know any mechanics or anything. So, I was just like, okay, I just aim, aim, and then hope that some shots hit. But then, mm-hmm. eventually, like, I started getting into, like, aim labs and, like, like, and then, like, I watched, like, a bunch of pros play and see how they do it. And so, I'm like, okay, this is what I got to do. And then even like I'll be honest, like first the first round matchup, like I was I wasn't even that good if I'm gonna be honest. Like it was only because mm-hmm. like we we had like we were lucky with our scheduling, more so, um, where I, I was able to like like you know like I could rely on my team more so. But then in the finals, it was like I felt like okay, yeah, the last map, like the second map, like obviously I put like complete garbage, but the first map I was like holding my end pretty well, here and there. Mm-hmm. So like. I think for sure, if I hadn't put in that time, I would have been like, we would have lost for sure. Like, I know that for sure. But um, yeah, like, this was the first time I ever touched the FPS game. And like, people, when mm-hmm. they tell me, they're like, oh, what the fuck? Like, it's pretty good for your first FPS game. I'm like, no, dude, like, it doesn't matter if it's like, tournament doesn't care if it's your first time playing an FPS game. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it matters if you win or lose and what your KDA is. It's like, that's all that matters, you know? Mm. Yeah. You- I know, like, in the last couple of rankings that we played, like, pretty recently, you were fucking solid. Like, I remember one game, like, you were, like, you were, like, fragging with me, and I was, like, playing Duelist, and you were playing Killjoy, and so you definitely have improved, man. Yeah. So, before we wrap things up, and uh, I'll ask you a couple questions, and uh, for this podcast specifically, we're going to do a special Q&A session for this mm. man right here. Uh, a young, uh, up-and-coming person, aspiring streamer, comes to talk to you and they ask you uh they ask you for advice what what would your advice be to them mm, honestly um my advice would just is like to be yourself you know because like if you're streaming and you put on like this persona like you're gonna get like sick and tired of it yeah. you know <laughs> and then eventually you're gonna like you're gonna, you're gonna you're gonna burn out and um and there's honestly like there's in, like there's like there's a, there's a ton of people out there with different personalities like there's introverts and then there's extroverts um and there's always gonna be people that can relate to you um and so just like you stream and just like be yourself um and then as, as long as you like promote your content like there will always be people that gravitate to you um so as long as you just be yourself and uh, you, sh- you you will be able to find success in your twitch streaming yeah for sure so before we wrap things up, we're gonna end things here with a couple quick hitters. So the first question I have for you is uh, hit me, Ernie. All right, bet. So first, uh, first question is, you're hosting a dinner party, and you're allowed to bring five guests to your dinner party. Which five guests are you bringing, dead or alive? Mmm, five guests. That's a that's 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 one of those great questions. 
that's one of those great questions. All right. Uh, I probably let me see. I probably bring like like Jackie Chan. I feel like I feel like I've, I've always wanted to know like Jackie Chan. Um, probably Kobe. Kobe mm, growing up, he was one of my favorite rest favorite. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace, the, the Mamba. Um, but yeah, definitely growing up, he's one of my favorite basketball players and he's like whenever he spoke like like he was just so smart with everything he did yeah. like even when he retired he just created like a business and um learning from that and he won an oscar um, too that was crazy exactly exactly um probably bill gates um mm. just being like as successful as he was being able to kind of pick his brain and learn from um what like he does um being able to replicate that same success um um probably Kevin Hart, I feel like mm. I feel like he kind of keep it going, you know, being able to keep the conversation going so it doesn't stay awkward because that's a weird dynamic we got going on. We got yeah. Kobe, Bill Gates, and Jackie Chan, you know, like so we need someone to kind of be that kind of person that keeps the vibes going on. Entertainment, entertainment, I like it. Exactly, exactly. Um, and then the last person, um, hmm, last person, you know, Ernie, I'll bring you along. Ernie, I'll, I'll bring you along. You hosted such a great podcast, man. I, I, I gotta, I gotta bring you to the table. Sheesh. So you're telling me yes, in the, on the table with Bill Gates, Kobe, Jackie <laughs> Chan, and Kevin Hart, you're just gonna put a no name like me in there. What do you mean I, no I, name? I, I you're hosting it. the hottest. I appreciate The hottest it. podcast. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, and the last question, we all know that the Seattle Supersonics no longer exist in Seattle. That was probably like honestly speaking for me too. Like I actually fuck with the Sonics because their jerseys look tight as hell. So yeah. if you had, if you had to if you had a choice to bring three teams from the NBA to bring to Seattle, which three teams would you want to bring? <laughs> like is like like do like do the players come along too? Yeah, yeah. So like it's kind of like the situation where like. The Supersonics with like KD Westbrook and all of them, they went okay. to Oklahoma City. It's like the same deal. It's like let's say yeah. like you you have a chance to bring one of th- like three different teams. Which three teams would you consider? I yo get yo bring me the Lakers. Run r- run me the Lakers because you know I'm trying to see a championship year one. Um, probably run me the Nets. Run me the Nets because that's some exciting basketball. You know, like like even if like like I like I still got the Lakers winning. Like to yeah, be honest, um, but you know, run me the Nets, and the third, probably the Pelicans. The mm, Pelicans. Pelicans. I think the Pelicans pick. have a solid, solid future. And like, even if we're not winning, like we have basically young, young KD and young LeBron. Um, With like, Zion and Brandon Ingram. Exactly, like running it down there in uh, New New Orleans, and so I feel like if move, moving them straight to seattle you know in like a metropolitan area that they can become big um i think i think i think that'd be some keys to success yeah, i know if the pelicans were to go to seattle right there city would embrace them hella especially because you hadn't yeah. had like a basketball team in what like for a while now i think like 10 12 yeah. years i want to say it's been it's yeah it's been it's been a rough uh decade and a half yeah it must have <laughs> broke your heart when you saw the okc thunder in the finals against the heat yeah, it's 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 tough because um I'm a big uh all right so I, I'm about to say this now, so I was a huge Paul George fan when he was at Fresno State, so I'm not a bandwagoner. I'm letting y'all know now. Um, uh, but I was a huge Paul George fan back when he was in Fresno State, mm. and so I've been mostly like a Paul George fan up until like, like, 
last, last year, year. <laughs> when he hit the side <laughs> of the backboard. Yeah, yeah. And so he, had, yeah. And so when he was at OKC, um, he was like, and like right after he got his injury, and he was like balling yeah. again, like he was in the front runner to win the MVP. Yeah, he's like, uh, I was like, man, like, like I'm not really trying to support this team, but like I got like I got to support my boy, and so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, cause I I remember when um, they were doing like a poll of the u.s mm. they were like what the majority of states said it was funny because the state of washington was the one state that was like besides florida that was rooting for the heat because they were so salty that the thunder were in the finals or some shit because they're like that's yeah. our team and like they took it away from us or some shit like that yeah yeah but good thing uh nothing's uh n- nothing good has come from that team since they left so <laughs> yeah, i mean they lost all their mvps and now they're in like yeah, they have like they have like eight million first round draft picks though. For real, they they freaking scam those teams no cap. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're we're gonna get into a little Q and A here. So Darkinator okay. GX wanted to know what got you into Pokemon randomized Nuzlocks. Mm, all right, well shout out my boy Darkinator. Let him let him give you a kiss. But um, so what happened was that so someone as talented as me, right? We, I really just needed a, a way to play Pokemon that really just challenged me, you know? Because I'm pretty sure, like, you, like, like playing Pokemon growing up, like, this shit was easy, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I was, I was just, like, I was a kid. I was, like, 13. Um, like, barely, like, knew what porn was at the time, right? I was, like, man, how can I, how can I, like, make Pokemon, like, still fun, but, like, still challenging? And so I used to follow, like, some hardcore Pokemon YouTubers like like Shady Penguin, um, like Super Skarmory, you know, super throwbacks. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh, like these guys seem like like they're they have random Pokemon. And like me, like being a huge gambler, just because I am Vietnamese, right? Like it just comes to my blood. And I was like, all right, this is it, this is it. It's like Pokemon and gambling. And so I just I just put it together. So you good at you nice at poker then is what you're saying. Um I think I, I think it depends how like how like serious I'm taking the game, you know. You know, is uh I know uh I know higher, higher money at. stakes I take uh, I take it seriously. But if it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Anything yeah, like twenty 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 dollars or under, like I kinda just go all in <laughs> once I hit like fifteen dollars or some shit like that. Yeah, I'm saying like like bounty needs to be at least like a band before I take it seriously, you a know. Band, you know so Mm, yeah yeah i'm shy says you always lose at poker i mean i mean the bounty's never a band you know the bounty is always like always like for like like five bucks like ten bucks you know i guess i'm just trying to have a good time you know just like five just like drink a little bit at that point it's like you might as well just give them the money just so you can play you know what i mean i'm Uh, saying i'm saying yeah yeah for sure and uh youngster joseph wants to know any best practices with organizing events on twitch since you do have a little bit of experience with that. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is to, like, really stay patient with people. Um, just because, like, a lot of people have their own shit that they're going through. Um, they have their own events. They have their own projects that they're working through, their own schedules. Um, because being able to um, kind of adapt. Because I know, like, like not going to lie, like, I'm not going to call any names out. But some people would, like, hit me up, like, an hour before the tournament. Some people would just, like dropped off the face of the planet <laughs> and like never like even like hit me up after they said they were down 
Um, and so just being able to stay patient um, and always having like a backup plan. Um, because like, for example, like when a pokey flute wasn't able to make up the tournament anymore, right? Um, um, I was like, hey, like I, I need a high caliber player. And so I, 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 I had Billy always in my back pocket and just kind of having plan B's just in case because like shit is never gonna like oh, go the way you plan. Never, never, ever, never, ever. Yeah. Um, especially like if your event's like bigger, like it's never gonna go as planned. So it's always, always having a plan B and just staying pa- staying patient with everyone, especially if you're co- coordinating anything with anyone. Like, no one's ever gonna like do what you ask until like the last second, unless mm-hmm. there's urgency. You know, it's kind of mm-hmm. like a sales strategy. You know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I staying patient. It's also because like we're all not pros either, so it's like our schedules doesn't revolve around video games. It's like it's kind of exactly. like it's kind of like an off time thing. So. Mm-hmm. that's definitely patience is a yeah, but, mm-hmm. yeah oh what were you gonna say oh yeah i was gonna say um but also with uh with with the whole like planning an event i think if you make it a little more enticing for everyone it, the event should go smoother like i'm pretty sure if if my invitational was one grand each i think i'd be getting responses a lot a lot earlier <laughs> you know? dude if it was one grand dude that would have been some sweaty sweaty valorant yeah yeah, but I think I think I would have a zero dropouts, and then I would have people coming to me, you know. So it definitely would be different. Yeah, money talks. Money talks. Yeah, for real. Well, before we wrap things up, if there's anything you would like to promote here, feel free to mm. do so. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, just a little, just a little bit to promote. You know, uh, the Brian XD. You can catch me on Twitter. You can catch me on Instagram. You can catch me on Twitch. Um, catch me on all social media platforms. The Brian XD. Um, but yo, know, spe- special shout outs to just um uh, just a bunch of the OGs that's been there since day one for my Twitch streaming. Um your Shyam, Mike, uh Bryant, Monica, um Dean most of the time. <laughs> but yeah, just shout out to the OGs though for being like super supportive of my stream um and always like like being there for me, like especially in like the earlier days of streaming when I was streaming to just them, um, and being able to just kind of like give me some things to talk about. Um and then also like using them for content low-key um <laughs> love y'all let me give you another kiss um but yeah special shout outs to them um and then also for the for this next month for those of y'all that weren't here for the stream earlier i'm gonna be producing beats for my next skill um and then also check out the uh check out my tbxd invitational with the sub only tournament which i bring back for the community the next the next tournament might be um you know might be a little p- pretty penny you know the 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 invitational might be a little hundred dollars for everyone um, a little, a little, a little, a little sneak peek. But yeah, that's pretty much it. That's me. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> sorry. One last question is: uh, dynamic leader, aka Brian. Uh, he, I mean, sorry, Hugh is asking. Wait, who? Uh, dynamic leader. Dynamic leader. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's asking: Are we making another hit song together? Easily, man. Dude. Yeah. I'm- who knows? I mean, all we gotta do is just get a beat, and then that's all we need to do. That's what I'm saying, man. I mean, like honestly, like Brian, like for me, for him, like to start off, like the way that, like, like I've known Brian since he was in fucking diapers. Like I used to fucking like RKO this dude and like Batista bomb him. <laughs> um, and so like I know like whenever he puts his mind to something, he's fucking like talented and he can do it, like whatever he wants. And like so like for his music, right? He's been doing music for a while. His music fucking hits. It slaps. Yeah. For and so real. for him, like wanting to be a part of my song was super like. I was like, I was like, sheesh, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, like, I was like, this guy's too much of a, of a professional. 
Um, but yeah, I think that we should all like, get on a track. I'm low-key trying to be featured by him. So I'm waiting for the invitation. Um, mm. but yeah, yeah. But I think, I think if we all dropped uh, on a song and actually like spit some heat, I think a next project coming up is like a Twitch cypher. Dude, like, I'm, I'm down. About to get, like, Dude, put me on. You know there. what I mean? I'm down. Yeah, kind of like a, it's say less, man. Kind of like, like, kind of like, 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 like a, like a freshman class. Yeah, yeah, Twitch. yeah, 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 dude. I'm down, dude. Yo. Yeah, cause I know you. I know you be down. I know Bryant would be down. I know. Uh, looks like Joseph's down. I know Jinzo and the mic would be down. I I probably force Giam to do it. Um, <laughs> so it'd be it'd be fun. It'd be fun. Oh yeah. Also, a quick shout out. Quick shout out to this uh, Atachi. Atachi. Oh, that looks tight. That looks tight. My boy. My boy Ernie wearing the Sasuke. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Bet. So, um, yeah. yeah, dude, I actually appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, it's uh, actually, it was actually really difficult to actually get like guests on. Cause like mm. I, I've said this on my podcast, like every episode, I'm like thankful for every guest that shows up because every time I try to get like, I've had a lot of people like, yes, I've had 11 people here on the pod, but there was supposed to be like mm. at least like 20, 30 people, but nine, like 19 to 20 of them, they, they, they be acting all Hollywood on me. They'd be like, oh really? Yeah, they're like, yo, like, yeah, I'm down, like, yo, let me get on, let me get on, like, I'm like, bet, like, let me schedule you, and I schedule them, and they don't even like respond. I like double check with them, send them emails, DMs, and they're like, they don't respond, and I'm like, dude. And then some people they were like, oh yeah, you know, like their their attitude was like, yeah, you know, like where I'm at is too good for this podcast, and I'm just yeah. kind of like, bruh. I'm not even here to do it for the money. I want to get to know people, talk to people. Yeah. And, like, you be acting exactly. like this, like, come on. And so, yeah, like like I said, I mean, I really appreciate you coming onto the pod. Thank you so much for, mm-hmm. you know, sharing your thoughts. I feel like we got to know each other, you know, mm-hmm. a lot better. And uh, moving forward, you know, you, you guys are going to see more collaborations with us. Not just Easily. music, but we got some other stuff planned. Hopefully, not nothing set in stone yet, but... Yeah, we got stuff in the future, so you got yeah, stay tuned for that. I do have one more thing I want to say though. Um, special shout outs to the the main man himself is the GO Ernie though for putting on the pod. Um, but yeah, like I said, you you're, you're doing a great job. Like you're doing you're honestly doing a great job with the pod. Um, especially like like honestly going into it, like I really didn't know like how well it was the flow because I know we've had like like off camera, like um, yeah, yeah. like interactions, like talking on like Valorant and stuff. But I was like, oh, I wonder how this is gonna go. And this was honestly like super fucking comfortable uh for me and so i was being able to um just kind of it's, it's, it's honestly more of a conversation really yeah that, that's like um, that's yeah. like the biggest thing when i do these pods is uh it's like don't think of it as like an interview or anything just think of it as like we're like talking on camera more than like we're just talking like off camera and we're just yeah. chilling like between two friends because like i don't want to be all professional and be like so tell me like what your previous experience was i'm like bro i ain't about that i like i know a lot of people ain't about that like dude i hate wearing a fucking suit and tie so i'm no way in hell making this like some no goddamn like mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking interview shit like dude i hate going mm-hmm. to job interviews already like I, i'm not <laughs> yeah, gonna I make it like if, if i hate it like i can't imagine how much the person i'm gonna be interviewing hates it so like I, I told you, you know, it's just stay true to yourself. You know, you don't have to worry about being professional. Cause like honestly, I still curse a lot. So on this pod, like mm-hmm. I curse. So you can curse freely, whatever you want. Like as long as no racist anything. Like, and I know you mm-hmm. ain't about that. So it's all good. Yes, sir. But yeah, special shout outs to you though. 
Um, Ernie right here um, is the Pokemon legend. Pokemon legend. This guy, this guy's made it further than me on a uh, heart gold. So this, this, this is the motherfucking boy though, right here though. I'm on the eighth gym right now, dude. I'm shaking. I'm, I'm like, dude, I'm, that's where I lost. No, I'm that, like, I'm that's, like, I'm that's like, where legit, I lost. I'm legitimately like, I'm scared out of my fucking mind right now. Cause I'm like, mm -hmm. I, I better not lose this. Cause if I have to restart this, I, I think I might cry. Especially mm -hmm. when you go so far and then you lose your entire squad. That's like the most heartbreaking thing. Bro, and also I'm I'm sick of it because all my friends just clown me whenever I lose. Whenever <laughs> I lose, especially especially this Yam Shy dude. Also, special shout out to Yam Shy. Um, I don't want to plug too much, but I'm doing this. No, no, new, no. Uh, feel free. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I'm doing this new uh, series with them. It's called uh, It Takes It Takes uh, Two, and it's like one of those um co-op games that you play with um you play with a friend. Mm. Um, so I'm doing kind of like a, a dual stream with them where we're, we're going to have both of our like cameras on the same stream. Um, and then the gameplay is going to be set up super fucking dope. Bad, um, excited, ex excited to be playing. I'm with excited. Them. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that you control a lot in that game. So I'm definitely going to punish him. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right, bet. So you guys heard it here. You can follow this man on all social media platforms at the Bryman XD. T H E B R I M A N X D on all social media platforms. Be sure to check this man out. Hella lit, hella funny, hella entertaining. Give it a follow. He's definitely worth it. And uh, yeah, and that's a wrap. Thank you guys for tuning in today. Hopefully, you guys have a great rest of your night. And podcast comes out every Saturday. If you want to see the full interview, it's up on YouTube at it's the G.O. Or you can check it out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or any other streaming sites that you listen to your podcast on. Thank you guys for tuning in tonight, and have a great rest of your day. Peace.